after tragic flooding across India and Pakistan, is the southwest monsoon finally retreating? Still very much going on, certainly across central and southern parts of India. This week coming, we are looking at a lot more rain across these parts of the world. The latest innovation from the world of weather graphics. If you imagine a rotating globe on the floor, the presenter would be able to walk in front and behind that rotating globe. And it's been an incredibly wet autumn so far here in the UK. What's next this weekend? Particularly across southern parts, and especially the southwest, showers on Saturday could be particularly heavy and slow moving. It's Friday, the 18th of October, and you're listening to Weather Snap from the Met Office. Hello, I'm Claire Nazir, and you're listening to Weather Snap, an insider's guide to the week's weather brought to you direct from Met Office HQ. This season's southwest monsoon across India and its subcontinent may have started a little late but it has had devastating consequences for large parts of the region. To find out more and what else is going on around the world weather-wise, I caught up with Mark Sidaway from the Global Guidance Unit. So, Mark, normally at this time of year, the southwest monsoon has retreated, but it hasn't as yet. No, still very much going on, certainly across central and southern parts of India. Yes, a few weeks ago on WeatherStat, we were reporting about many lives lost due to flooding and heavy rains, particularly across the northern part of India and Pakistan. The figure two weeks ago was around 1,600 for the season. I think that's gone up slightly as well. Yes, in a normal monsoon season, there are inevitably people killed. This is very intense rainfall. So last year was a pretty average season. This year, it's only 10% above in terms of amount of rainfall, but it's a very fine line, isn't it, between life-affirming rain and rain that actually kills. 10% doesn't sound a lot, but when you're thinking we're talking hundreds and hundreds of millimetres of rain here, an extra 10% is a lot of extra rain, and that, as you say, is the difference. So the season normally starts late May, early June and extends up and the rains move from southern parts of India, extending across the Bay of Bengal northwards, reaching then most northerly reach around, I don't know, around July, August time? Yeah, typically, yeah. I mean, they look for the monsoon to start at Kerala down in southwest India around about the start of June. Yeah, they look for certain parameters to come into place typically winds in in the atmosphere, onset of rainfall over a period of time. When those conditions are realised, they'll declare that the monsoon has started. And then we see it progress northwards over the next few weeks, typically peaks around middle of summer, as you would expect. And then as the sun starts to lower in, in the northern hemisphere, then we start to see it withdraw back down south. So now we're talking October and the rains continue. Yes, the intensity has eased, but India doesn't need any more rain, does it? It doesn't need any more right now, Claire. Now, this week coming, we are looking at a lot more rain across these parts of the world, yeah. Now, interesting stuff going on around the Cape Verde Islands. First yeah. of all, is it Cape Verde? I think it's Cabo Verde now. There you I'm go. Not, I'm not sure. And where are they? <laughs> these are a group of islands off western coast of Africa. So they occasionally get affected by African easterly waves, they do they? They do, yeah. These are large areas of thunderstorms. They're tropical waves which form over the Ethiopian sort of highlands of Africa each summer. And then they head west and they can produce uh, pretty severe thunderstorms across equatorial West Africa. This set of thunderstorms was very slow moving and hovered around the Cape Verde Islands. It did, yeah, and it gave an awful lot of rain, uh, over 200 millimetres of rain at Sal. And that's a new October record, if confirmed, so that's a hell of a lot of rain for that part of the world. 
Obviously, the clear-up operation continues across Japan and there's a possibility, perhaps, of a tropical cyclone developing near Mexico at the moment. That's right, yeah. Japan, of course, suffered from Hagibis last weekend. Looks like they're going to get some more heavy rainfall across parts of Japan over the next few days. I should stress, nothing like they saw last weekend. Not 900 millimetres in a day. But again, you know, could see 100, 200, perhaps even 300 millimetres in parts of Japan. And yes, elsewhere across the world, we've got the potential for a tropical storm or subtropical storm to form over the Gulf of Mexico in the coming days. Obviously, we'll keep you posted here on WeatherSnap. Mark Sidaway, thank you very much. Thank you, Claire. Back to the UK, and many of us are in search of some drier weather. Here's Deputy Chief Forecaster Dan Harris with the latest. So it's been another wet week across many parts of the UK. Lots of rain and showers and strong winds at times. And that's set to continue for at least the first half of the weekend with uh, sunshine and showers, particularly across southern parts and especially the southwest, where showers on Saturday could be particularly heavy and slow moving. The broad trend through the weekend sees sunshine and showers across many parts of England and Wales and a more persistent band of rain across parts of Northern Ireland and Scotland, particularly eastern Scotland, all sinking south and giving way to generally drier and brighter conditions. Southern areas will still see areas of showers and rain through at least the first half of Sunday, but they will generally be lighter and less frequent than those on Saturday. By the time we get to Sunday evening, many areas will have turned dry and with a ridge of high pressure toppling in from the northwest, conditions generally settling down and that trend continues into Monday with high pressure firmly in charge and a lot of dry weather around. However, the dry spell doesn't look set to last for too long. We start to see an area of low pressure moving in from the Atlantic, bringing stronger winds and rain to parts of the far northwest of the UK. Meanwhile, across the far southeast. Whilst it looks most likely dry, there is the outside chance that we could see a few showers clipping parts of East Anglia and the southeast. Dan Harris, Deputy Chief Forecaster. From the early days of written forecasts, weather reports have grown to become sophisticated visual representations of weather at a local and global scale. Today's TV presentations provide a rich graphical indication of how weather systems are developing right now and days into the future. The Met Office employs a visualisation system known as Visual Cortex. Dave Robinson is the media designer for the Visual Cortex system. We've come a long way from when you started off as a fledgling designer, Dave, when we were using magnets on maps to now visualising something which a computer has defined? In the early days, yes, it was very much a meteorologist passing a piece of paper to a designer and the designer creating the weather graphics. And it's progressed now to showing all of these different graphics and all of these different models. So it represents wind, rain, fog, etc. And on every level as well, it's not just at ground level. No, it is global, so... In our software, we can spin the map and go anywhere in the world and have a look at whatever's happening at the surface or even really, really high in the jet stream up in the atmosphere. So is this processing, this visualisation happening in real time? Yes, it is. A meteorologist can move forward and backwards in time. They can manipulate the data. So when they're displaying winds, for instance, we can put thresholds so we can cut the speed down so only show winds, damaging winds above 40 miles an hour or whatever we want to. It's an amazing piece of software. So tell us now, Dave, finally, about future developments. What's in the pipeline? 
we want to get as much data being pumped into the system that we can visualize. There's environmental data, impactful data. We've got exciting 3D buildings coming. We'll be able to zoom down to street level and seeing 3D buildings and stadiums and things like this. We can also search Twitter and we can search for, for tweets and we can put the tweets on the map and then we can retweet out of the system straight away. So there's some exciting stuff. What about virtual reality? We're going to do some trials on, on virtual reality, which means the presenter can be standing inside the graphics. So if you imagine a rotating globe on the floor, the presenter would be able to walk in front and behind that, that rotating globe. There's always a fine line, though, between fancy graphics and getting the story out. It is. It's, uh, <laughs> it's the integrity of the forecast versus the great-looking graphics. I think we get the balance right with the Met Office. We work with commercial partners, broadcast partners, who have to fill two minutes of TV, and they need exciting, interesting two minutes of TV, but not forgetting the integrity of the forecast. Dave Robinson, thank you very much. And if you want to see Visual Cortex in action, check out ITV or Channel 5 Weather or the Met Office YouTube channel. Now here's Martin Bowles with last week's highs and lows. Here are your weekly extremes between Monday the 7th of October and Sunday the 13th of October. The highest max occurred on Sunday the 13th when Manston in Kent reached a high of 18.4 Celsius. It was during the early morning of Sunday that the lowest temperature was recorded. It dipped to a low of minus 2.9 Celsius in Aboyne in the Highlands of Scotland. And we had yet another wet week across the country, with Achnagart in Scotland also getting 51.4 millimetres on Friday the 11th of October. Saturday clocked up the most sunshine, with Dice Airport in Aberdeenshire reaching 9.5 hours. Thank you, Martin. That's it for Weathersnap. I'm Claire Nazir. This week's producer was Adrian Holloway. Do join us again next time as we take a closer look at the week's weather. Weathersnap is a podcast by the UK Met Office.